Blog Talk Radio. Podcast, the one that you heard about, talking sports media, buzz and the word of mouth, social is the currency, seeing what the buzz will be, talking sports and culture, you never know what'll be coming next, cause that's the type of podcast you listen to, powered by the hyper, brands who the man, yo, Ryan at the forefront, got it on my iTunes, walking through the storefront, listen to the broadcast, he touches almost anything, sports, culture, media, technology, and marketing, so listen to the man right ahead of his time, on your podcast, you can download or listen live, so here comes the podcast, here comes your host, The Burger Shop, now live from coast to coast, in any way you want to do it, listen to the show, Ron got the insights, The Burger Shop, you know? episode inside the burger shop back to back belly to belly a great show yesterday with my buddy Steven Rosenblatt president Foursquare and we are back today with a really fun show a master's preview with Manhattan Woods golf pro Jason Birnbaum before we introduce Jason and bring him on just a couple of things of course uh, thanks to our sponsors Hyper the world's largest search engine database for influencers. Check out hyperbrands.com. Over 10 million influencers globally. Hyper has been with us since day one, providing all the data and the insights on the influencers that we talk about on the show. Thanks to the Crowdsline, thecrowdsline.com. Head on over, make your prediction today, get your prize, gift cards, and whatnot. Make your prediction of games that are happening right now. TheCrowdsLine.com. And, of course, my buddy Billy Cotler down at 15 Ann Street, the best Mediterranean food in New York City. The great Billy Cotler, Pita Express, 15 Ann Street. Head on down. Let them know you're interested and love the food. You're a big listener of the show. And get your appetizers on the house. Before we bring Jason on, it's been a sort of interesting couple of uh, 24 hours in sports. Last night, the national championship, uh, North Carolina squeezes by Gonzaga at the end to take the title in a game that was ugly, flat-out ugly, very disappointing after what I thought was a a fantastic tournament and to see a game end that way and and be refereed that way. I thought Gonzaga just got a terrible whistle. They killed them uh, all night with the big guys. There were two fouls. The the Zach Collins fourth foul uh, was an absolute travesty, and and, and the intentional flagrant on the big kid was, was a travesty as well. Uh, Gonzaga, look, they got robbed last night. They, that game should have been a classic. They had all the makings of a classic. There were two very even teams, and Gonzaga should have won that basketball game. So, you know, uh, it'll go down in history, Carolina, Roy Williams, all this. But, you know, when you watch that game, that game was as 
literally, I started thinking about it this morning. I couldn't remember a game that was so poorly officiated in such a big game. Uh, so, you know, th- th- that was an incredibly disappointing to, to see in, in, at a spot like that. And it's sort of interesting because it, it's at the same time that golf has come down under a lot of pressure and controversy with uh, the with the whole penalty and a fan you know, calling in on Lexi Thompson. So this is a good time, I think, to bring in our guy, our golf expert, Jason Birnbaum. Jason, how are things? I'm doing good. How are you? We're doing great. We're doing great. So your world is crazy now, obviously. We'll get into Augusta. I know all eyes are down there on Dustin. But, you know, before we get into that, your sport has been in the news, uh, not in a good way. Um, with the penalty over the weekend, you know, talk to us a little bit about you know, what happened and, and what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, it's just bad for the game. I mean, you heard a lot of the guys in their press conferences at Augusta even speaking out about it today. I know even Phil made some comments about how she should be getting the trophy even now after the fact. But, yeah, it's just a black eye for the sport. I mean, it's it's uh, similar to some instances that we've already had in the game in the past that we've tried to get by and, and you know, the powers that be have tried to change some of these rules. But it's, like, never-ending. There, there's always something that goes on. She, you know, someone, I guess a, a viewer emailed in that she had inadvertently mismarked her ball. Um, but the way that it went down is just unprofessional to let her know during the round the next day after she's already signed her scorecard, she goes from having a two shot lead to being two shots behind. I mean, it's just, it's not real. I mean, it's just not really how sports should be run any sport for that matter. Um, So it just doesn't look good. I mean, to see her come back the way she did and make birdie on the next hole with tears coming down and, and get herself into a playoff and still almost win the thing in spite of that was actually pretty cool in retrospect, but it just leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth. So this whole idea of a fan on his couch, DVRing it, rewinding it, and calling in, I mean, is that going to continue to be the, the rule? I mean, it's so different from every other sport that's out there. And, you know, you yeah. just heard me talking about how yeah. poor the referees were last night in the national championship. And, you know, maybe – but, you know, you think about that and then you think about what happened with the fan calling in. You know, what – what is the future of, of, of that? I think anytime something gets attention like this is getting, you know, things get changed, things get done. I know the LPGA commissioner even spoke out about it today and said he was embarrassed and, you know, they were looking towards getting getting something done about it. So I, anytime it gets negative press like it has, I know the Twitter world and, and uh, all, all sorts of places were blowing up as soon as this was happening and as it was going down. And I think anytime it gets attention like that in a negative way, something's going to be done about it. I'd be shocked if if they didn't uh, if they didn't disallow that stuff happening in the very near future, it just it makes no sense, really. Yeah, really, it's very very archaic in a sport that obviously is trying to uh, you know be be much more millennial driven and attract young young fans who frankly don't even watch TV in the first place. So uh, to try to watch TV and then get these get these girls and guys on penalties seems incredibly Absolutely. old fashioned and and archaic. Let's move on to a more interesting subject. Uh, it's windy down there. The winds are howling down in uh, at Augusta. Uh, you know, there's a lot of word of mouth and buzz about a couple different guys. We'll talk about a number of them. You know, Danny Willett comes off the big win there last year. Uh, Dustin, the favorite, you know, big hitter place. Uh, expect sounds like some rain early tomorrow, par three. Uh, you know, a lot of wind. 
what's your sense of sort of the conditions uh, down at Augusta for this weekend? It will be a fascinating week. I mean, Augusta has become one of these bombers paradise golf courses and the longest hitters and also the highest um, the high guys who hit the ball the highest are the ones that have an advantage. But with the way the wind is supposed to pick up, it'll be interesting because that will almost be a disadvantage for the guys that, you know, launch it way up there, kind of like Jason Day. I mean, when if the wind is blowing like they say it will, you know, you're almost going to be at a disadvantage hitting it that high. So a little bit of a catch-22. It looks like a washout possibly tomorrow and then some cool temperatures. I know the weekend looks good, but it's interesting. You've got a lot of these young guys coming in there with a lot of expectations this year, like uh, Justin Thomas and John Rahm. And it's interesting because they've not played that golf course very much. And now the conditions on Thursday and Friday will be very different from the conditions that they've been playing practice rounds in. I know it was looked beautiful down there today, 80 and sunny. So, you know, they're not really getting the test of what the golf course is going to play like when it counts on Thursday. Uh, so that will be interesting to see. But, yeah, the weather's going to be a factor, which is going to make things interesting for sure, especially with the wind. I was down there a couple of years ago, an incredible week, saw Bubba win, so I know exactly what you're talking about when it comes to a, a, a guy with a big advantage being able to launch the ball uh, and launch it high up. Lefties are an interesting uh, play down, down, down there uh, around the Azaleas. Uh, Dustin is clearly the guy that's been on fire three wins in a row. The guy launches the ball. Uh, he, he's a freak of nature. Um, what's your thoughts on him this weekend? Is he going to be in the mix? Yeah, you'd think so. I mean, it'd be hard to pick against him. He's got, I mean, he's had some year. He's he does it all, and there's nothing really that he can't do. I know he came in top five. I think he came in T four last year. I mean, he's got an advantage with his golf coach as well. I mean, Butch Harmon is knows that place like the back of his hand as well, and he can he'll be good for him there all week with just keeping it light and telling the stories that he usually does. He's a non technical kind of guy, and. And I think that's what DJ needs uh, in a week like this with all the pressure. But, yeah, I don't see why not. He's won three times this year. He's won huge events. And, um, you know, this is the one that he really wants. So it would be hard to pick against him. He's just so good. at such a big advantage. He's always going to be in the top five. The question is, is he going to get to the top? And there's that whole kind of, you know, sphere of different players. And this, to me, it almost feels like it's, you know, Dustin, Rory, uh, Spieth. You know, when you see from the hyper data, Rory McIlroy, a little over 3 million followers on Twitter, uh, Instagram, second biggest social network at three and a, half, a little over 1.5 million, you know, followers, about a little over – 60% of Rory's followers in the United States. You know, I bumped into Rory. He was having lunch down in Florida two months ago. I saw him in person. You know, he's amazing how, how, how little of a guy he is and how far he hits the ball. You know, what's your thoughts on Rory for this week? I, th- I expect him to have a good week. I mean, it's interesting. Coming off a rib injury, he's not played that much. Um, but the little that he has played, he showed good signs. He's played well. I think his putting is a lot better, which was a bit of has been a bit of a weakness in the recent past, but yeah, the guy's playing well. I mean, he wants it bad. I think the toughest thing with him, he's got some weekend demons. You know, the last couple of years he's been in good position there and he has not really closed the deal. He shot some high scores there in the weekend, 77, 80s. Um, so definitely some demons and pressure to get through on the weekends. And the only thing that really concerns me with him is just not um, getting reps this year. He's Like I said, he's been hurt with the ribs. He's not played a whole lot. So a little rusty maybe, but he certainly played well. I was in Mexico for the WGC not long ago, and that was his first week back, and it was like he had missed a beat, really. So he's certainly playing well, putting well. Um, I mean, he could win on any given week. You just worry a little bit about the about the lack of play so far this year. But he, I expect him to be in the mix. 
Yeah, he struggled with the putter a bunch a little while back. I I, I don't know if he can putt good enough to win this weekend. It'll be in, it'll be interesting to to see what Rory brings to the table. Always in the mix. Always an interesting player. He has had a couple of those Sundays that are <laughs> certainly days that are, that he doesn't want to uh, that he doesn't want to remember. Yeah. Speaking of not wanting to remember, uh, Jordan Spieth, a, a tremendous player, uh, finished I think second, first, second. Uh, Got a quadruple bogey on 12 last year, up, I think, three, uh, knocked them yeah. down, and, and eventually didn't win the tournament. A great player, uh, 1.7 million followers on Twitter we see from Hyper. Um, you know, what, what are your thoughts on Jordan this week? I think he's going to bounce back. He's certainly looking for redemption coming off last year. He's got a good track record there. He's playing well this year. He's already won. He won at Pebble Beach earlier this year, not too long ago. But, you know, short games are strength for him, and you've got to be able to chip and putt around there, and he can certainly do that with the conditions expected to be like they are with the wind. I mean, guys are going to be missing greens maybe a little bit more this year than in past years, and I put my money on him to get it up and down more often than most of the field. So I think he's going to have a good week. I mean, when he comes through that 12-hole, on the weekend, you know, certainly be some pressure and some whispers in the stands. But I think he's going to get it done. I think I'm not sure about winning, but I think he's going to contend and, and also be in the mix. I think he's, like I said, I think he's looking for redemption. I think he's got the right mindset for it. He's very, very strong mentally, and I think he's uh, he's a guy that can do it. He's good, real good, really good player, Jordan Spieth. Again, we're talking to the head pro at Manhattan Woods, one of the great golf courses in the tri-state area uh, up in New Jersey. What town, what town is Manhattan Woods in again? It's a, Manhattan Woods is actually in New York. I'm the director of instruction there. It's in West Nyack, New York. West Nyack, right, right over the border over there, yeah. So one of the great golf courses in the area, Manhattan Woods, and Jason's head, head – Head, head of instruction over there, really making it happen, making sure everybody's swing is staying on that pace and really right. following through nicely. Um, you know, that's sort of the first level of guys. The next level I almost put with Fowler, Jason Day, uh, Matsuyama, yep. Justin Rose, four guys, very, very good, could clearly win the tournament. Yep. Um, you know, Fowler, I saw Jason Sobel on ESPN, his pick. Uh, so, you know, you know, you know, Fowler's not winning. Uh, the fact that Sobel actually <laughs> predicted him since he never wins. Uh, but give us your sense on those four guys. Um, you know, what do you see them over this weekend? Sure. With Jason Day, I mean, any normal year, I think Jason Day, you got to be certainly in the top couple of favorites to win the golf tournament. I think there's going to be a, a tough year for him. I mean, he's going through a lot of stuff. His mom has just had uh, surgery for cancer. He's withdrawn from a couple of, uh, from, from a big event recently because of that. So to win around here, you've got to be focused. You know, there's no doubt he'll be focused when he's inside the ropes, but you know, I'm sure his preparation has been compromised a bit because of his mom. And I know that's weighing heavily on him. So I think it'll be a tough year for him to get through that part of it. He also, his biggest strength is how high he can hit the ball. I mean, he bombs it and he launches it. And with the wind, the way that it's going to be, that may not be as much of an advantage for him hitting it so high. So, you know, again, he's so talented. You wouldn't be surprised if he was in the mix and even won the golf tournament. But he wouldn't be my pick just because of some of the circumstances that are surrounding him this year with with his off-the-course things and and some of the weather conditions that are predicted. Um, With Ricky, you know, he's an interesting one. I mean, he's fearless. He's certainly got the game to win around there. He's probably a little bit too aggressive to be to be on my top couple one of my top couple picks I I think he's he's definitely overly aggressive at times and you know at at, uh 
at the Masters at Augusta, that could certainly come back to bite you. So I, I think, uh, again, similar to Jason Day, I mean, he's got the talent to be there at the end, but um, uh, he, he wouldn't be one of my top picks because of how overly aggressive he is, but he certainly has the game. I think he's going to get, get a green jacket before it's all said and done. Um, wouldn't be my pick this year, but I think wouldn't surprise me if he's in the mix either. Uh, Matsuyama is an interesting one. I mean, he's played great this year, another multiple – it's amazing. You know, you've got, I don't know, they've played maybe 20 events this year in between three guys, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, and Matsuyama. I think they've won almost half the events, though, just the three of those guys this year. Um, they've played great golf. He's kind of cooled off a little bit, Matsuyama. Um, doesn't know that golf course as well as some of the other guys in the field. But, again, he's got the game that can do it there. I mean, he can. there's really not too many weaknesses in his game. When he's on, he's on. Um, yeah, who was the fourth you mentioned, Justin Thomas? Justin Rose. Uh, Justin Rose, yeah. So, Justin, he he's an interesting one. I mean, great ball striker. He's probably probably one of the best ball strikers out there. He came in second place there in 2015. He almost won the golf tournament. That was his best finish there. I mean, with him, it's all about the putting. He's not putted great at times. He's When he putts well, he can win. I mean, he putted well and won the U.S. Open. Um, so, he's an interesting one. It really all comes down to the putter for him. You know the ball striking is going to be there. It's just a matter of, of uh, you know, reading reading the greens right and making the right choices, um, trying to attack some of those pins when they're, when they're tucked in corners. But I, it all comes down to putting for him. I think uh, if he's putting well, he'll be in the mix, but you gotta putt, he's got to putt well there, and that's not his forte. And I'm sure CBS wants a guy like Fowler to be in there, wants some of these names that people recognize. You know, Ricky, a big social media star, his biggest that channel on Twitter, we know from the hyper data, one and a half million followers, big big draw to young people. Uh, almost 30% of his audience is 26 to 32 years old, and 70% of those people are in the United States. So, you know, people that follow Ricky live here, they're young, and, and that's obviously the kind of audience that CBS wants to – uh, attract and, and golf, frankly, wants to attract. And a guy who's able to do that is a guy like Justin Thomas. You mentioned him a couple times already, which means I think I think that sounds like you like Justin this week. He's been playing great golf. Uh, is that accurate to say that you're on his uh, bandwagon? Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah, he's one of those young, fearless guys. He's got all the tools. He's won three times already this year. Uh, again, the only thing that that uh, worries me with him is just his lack of experience around there. So he's. I'd be shocked if he didn't get one along the course of his career or multiple times, but um, I, I think he's got the game. I, I, I definitely, he'd be a pick of mine. I know he came in sort of 40th place or so last year, and that was his first go around there. So with a little bit of experience under his belt, he knows the course a little bit um, coming off of last year. I, uh, I expect good things out of him. I've I heard his press conference earlier today, and he certainly seems to be in a good place mentally and with his game as well. Justin Thomas, graduating from Alabama. We know from the hyper data about 110,000 followers on Twitter loves playing uh, playing golf. With always posting pictures of him playing golf recreationally with no shoes on. Loves being on the course young, big time. <laughs> yeah. Big time uh player part of that young you know young crew that is on the scene and and then and and then there's a couple sleepers and you know why don't you bring tell us who 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 you see as those guys uh you mentioned you mentioned john rom before who's you know climbed up quickly uh young kid who can clearly play give us a sense of you know some of your sleepers so everybody could run out and uh grab those guys in their pools Sure. I think Rom's a good one. I mean, he hits the ball high and he hits hooks and, and you got to be, uh, you know, the right to left players have an advantage there with some of those 
shots that, that are required. So high, high ball hitter and, and somebody who moves it right to left is a good combination around there, especially on the weekend if the conditions are a little bit better and, they, and it calms down. Um, also, he's an interesting one. He's, he's a sponsor, and Olafabo also knows that place like the back of his hand. So I know they'll, they'll have some practice rounds together this week, and I'm sure uh, Jose Maria will be showing him some so the inside scoop on a couple of holes there that will probably help him. He, he would definitely be, be one of my uh, one of the guys. That, I'm not sure you could call him a sleeper because he's probably top ten in the game right now, but probably not on uh, some people's radars and, and not a household name yet. But he uh, he's one I would definitely pick. Um, yeah, Lee Westwood is an interesting one. I mean, he's getting old there. He's coming second twice. He's, he's a great ball striker. He hits a ton of greens, so he's always in the mix there. Chipping and putting has kind of kind of gotten him the last yeah, couple of years. Yeah, short so. game has, has yeah. really gone away from yeah. the last couple of years. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's an interesting one. I mean, as, as bad as the short game has been with his chipping, he seems to always kind of be around the lead around that third round at Augusta, and obviously he wants it <laughs> bad. So he wouldn't he wouldn't be a guy that surprises me if he's in the mix. But a couple guys maybe the viewers aren't thinking of, I would say uh, Adam Hadwin would be an interesting one. He's a Canadian. He won earlier this year in Tampa. The guy's – I think top 10 did in half the events he's played this year. He is very, very solid. He's a great putter. Uh, he's played very well this year. You know, he's a guy that kind of flying under the radar who's super talented. Um, Adam Hadwin is a guy that I think could be in the mix there. And also a, a European tour player, Tommy Fleetwood. The guy's 32nd in the world rankings right now. I think he's only played three times on the US PGA Tour this year. He's top 10 twice. And he's leading the race to Dubai in Europe. He's won earlier this year. He is very, very solid. I think Tommy Fleetwood, along with Adam Hadwin, are two pretty good sleeper picks if I had to pick somebody. Interesting. Interesting stuff. We're talking to the head of instruction, head pro over at Manhattan Woods, Jason Birnbaum. Jason is doing everybody's uh, swing this time of year. Uh, the big story, obviously, off the off the court, off the course down there in Augusta, is uh, Tiger not being around again. Uh, I was just watching some highlights of his uh, masterful '97, 2000, just the incredible yeah, uh, stuff. Amazing, yeah. Uh, you know, will he ever come back? I, I don't expect him to ever come back at the level he was. But, you know, it's been incredible how many times we've seen him try and stop and try and stop. Eventually that's just going to end and – there's yeah. going to be an abrupt statement. You just feel like any day that you're going to yeah. wake up and, and see that statement <laughs> yeah, on the bottom coming. of ESPN. Um, yeah. you know, what's your sense of what's going on there? Uh, and and is he trying to prolong this? Does he think it might change? It just seems like every time he comes out, yeah. he thinks there's going to be a different result, but doesn't seem to be. Yeah, I think the end is near. Uh, I think that announcement is probably coming sooner rather than later, unfortunately, for the game and, and uh, all of his all of his fans out there, and there are a lot of them. But it's crazy. I mean, the last time we spoke was we're, we're all saying positive things. I spoke to you earlier in the year, and he had just played in the Bahamas, and he played well, and I had said some very positive things. I thought he was going to have a, a little bit of a bounce back year this year, but yeah, it's been surprising. I mean, he's you know, obviously got some injuries. I don't really buy the injury thing. I mean, he is definitely not healthy, but I think it's it's just his game has deteriorated. His confidence has deteriorated. I mean, he, he's just got no – he's got no game, really. And I, I think if he was playing well, he would sort of gut through some of these injuries. Uh, but 
it's just the injuries have kind of masked the bad play. I, I think, you know, Dubai was a, a great example earlier this year. I mean, it, it's a golf course that he's dominated the first day. The conditions were fairly benign. He didn't even make one birdie. He shot 77 that first round, and then next day the wind picks up in the morning, and next thing you know, he's he's got a bad back, and he's not even teeing it up. So, I mean, bad signs, everything kind of pointing in bad directions for him. It, it's kind of sad. I think he still wants to play, and I think he's – He's trying to find some game. There's no doubt in my mind that he's certainly working towards getting back, but I just don't see it. I think we've been down this road too many times over the last few years with him, and um, he's just not shown he's not shown enough signs, really, from tee to green to lead one to think that he could turn it around. I think his uh, career is in serious trouble. Sad, sad ending to just a tremendous, tremendous career, and you know one of one of the all-time greats, uh, Jason. Before we let you go, uh, you know what's the story going on here with the spring? You know, I, it feels like it's raining every day. Uh, <laughs> not a lot of golf being played. What's going on with the weather here in the Northeast, the, in New know, Jersey, New York uh, area, uh, man? I'm not a weatherman, but you know when the Masters comes around, it certainly needs to be right around the corner, or at least it should be. But I, I think we're in the clear. Soon we got a, another week or ten days or so of some some bad stuff. But it looks like uh, some good weather is right around the corner. But hopefully, watching, looking at the azaleas all weekend will get everyone's mind in the right place. I'm sure everybody can't wait. And how's your how's your course doing? Is it is it ready or is it getting a lot of water? What's going yeah, on up there? Yeah, it's good. I mean, as good as it could be, it's, we've got, you know, all the snow has melted, but it's left everything kind of wet and damp. So we're just kind of getting started this past weekend. Uh, we opened on uh, Saturday. I got started at a full lesson schedule on Saturday, but it's a tough time of year. You know, we're hitting off mats a lot because the grass is so wet. Uh, it's cart path only. So golfers don't want to get out there and walk around more than they have to. So it's, it's just a tricky time. I, I think we're, we're probably a couple of weeks of, of good weather out from really getting back to normal and, and seeing some good spring conditions. Uh, can't wait, can't wait. Well, look, man, appreciate you spending the last 30 minutes with us. It sounds like you got uh, Justin Thomas in your pool, uh, and, and anybody else that you you're, that you really think uh, you're high on some I'd, of those sleepers, or is Justin Thomas your guy? You know, I'd, I'd have to. I, I like Justin. I like John Rahm. I'd go with, with definitely those two guys. I think Phil's the guy we didn't talk about. I mean, you know, he, experience is a huge part of that thing, even for. I mean, we saw Nicholas go around there and win when he was close to 50 years old. We've seen Tom Watson play well around there late in, late in life. So I think experience is even more important sometimes than how you're hitting the ball at Augusta. So three-time winner, takes some serious notes around that place, probably knows it better than anyone in the field. be hard to think that Phil's not going to be around there. He's he's sort of showed some signs of really good golf this year, and and uh, I think Phil will be around there, and I think Justin Thomas and John Rahm are pretty good bits as well. Very, very good stuff. Thanks, man. We'll, we'll, we'll be watching. We'll be in touch. Uh, my man, Jason Birnbaum from Manhattan Woods, the director of instruction, one of the best teachers in the area, knows the game as good as could be, our expert on golf. Thank you, sir. Enjoy the weekend. Thanks for having me on. Enjoy the Masters. Have a good one. Always fun talking golf with the great Jason Birnbaum from Manhattan Woods Golf Club, the director of instruction up there. Uh, what a great golf course, a great facility, uh, and clearly a guy who understands the sport, who has his eye on a couple sleepers, a couple young guys. Uh, great to chat with him. We'll bring him on as much as we can when we can talk about the majors. This is the first major of, uh, of four, as you know, and if you listen to this show, you know that it's a big golf sports show and uh we'll be talking golf for 
all the listeners that are interested in the great sport of golf. So thanks to Manhattan Woods and Jason for coming on today. And thanks to our partners, as always. It's been a, uh, a fun show. Uh, it should be a great weekend. We're really excited to watch the tournament. Uh, now that Hoops is over, uh, we're going to get into some NBA, and we'll bring on one of our NBA guys. Uh, maybe we'll bring on one of the Knicks guys. We'll talk to some of the national NBA guys. Uh, maybe our good, guy, good uh, NBA TV, our buddy Brian Getzheimer, to talk NBA playoff preview right around the corner. Of course, the Knicks winning again tonight. Can't even figure out how to tank. It's It's just... You know, it's tough to take at this point. Tough to take. Was in the Garden Sunday, watched them lose by 30 to the Celtics, uh, which was great to see. Lose them all for ball, play like a skunk for Monk, but unfortunately come back tonight and, and look great against the Bulls. So uh, enjoy your sports over the next couple of days. Um, and, of course, enjoy the Masters and, and Jim Nance. Looking forward to a great tournament. Thanks to Jason again for coming on as my man Mad Dog Russo likes to say. Adios. That you heard about talking sports media, buzz and the word of mouth. Social is the currency, seeing what the buzz will be. Talking sports and culture, you never know what'll be coming next. Cause that's the type of podcast you listen to. Powered by the hyper brands, who the man, yo, Ryan at the forefront. Got it on my iTunes, walking through the storefront. Listen to the broadcast, he touches almost anything sports, culture, media, technology, and marketing. So listen to the man right ahead of his time on your podcast. You could download or listen live. So here comes the podcast. Here comes your host, The Burger Shop, now live from coast to coast. In any way you want to do it, listen to the show. Ron got the insights, The Burger Shop, you know? Burger.